What's up, Pharmacy Nation? I'm Pharmacy Joe. Thank you for being a listener of the Elective Rotation, a critical care and hospital pharmacy podcast. This is episode 846. In this episode, I'll discuss a case report of anoxaparin overdose. I have all the evidence supporting today's show linked up in the show notes at pharmacyjoe.com slash episode 846. A group of authors recently published their experience treating an overdose of 900 milligrams anoxaparin with a protamine bolus and infusion in the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy. There is little data available on managing large anoxaparin overdoses and inconsistent approaches toward using protamine to reverse anoxaparin, so the details of this successful case are of value until more robust data is made available. The patient was a 73-year-old male who received a 900 milligram subcutaneous dose of anoxaparin as a result of an error involving multiple dose files. The patient was intended to receive 90 milligrams of anoxaparin subcutaneously every 12 hours for treatment of pulmonary embolism. Baseline parameters such as APTT, platelet count, hemoglobin count, and serum creatinine were all within normal limits. The error was discovered one hour after administration, and the care team's primary concern was the potential for catastrophic bleeding. An initial consultation was done with local pharmacy, hematology, and anesthesiology personnel, and the Poison Control Center was also consulted. The team decided to give a 50 milligram IV bolus of protamine to account for the anticipated continued effect of anoxaparin from the subcutaneous injection. The protamine bolus was followed by an infusion of 50 milligrams per hour for 90 minutes, followed by 25 milligrams per hour for 500 minutes before it was discontinued. Approximately 330 milligrams protamine in total was given over 13 hours. The infusion consisted of reconstituted vials of protamine diluted with an equal volume of saline at a final concentration of 5 milligrams per ml. Anti-10A levels were back to the therapeutic range within about 48 hours. The patient remained hemodynamically stable and free of bleeding complications throughout the remainder of the admission. They were discharged home on a Pixaban 5 mg twice daily. The authors reviewed the literature for similar cases and present 13 additional reports as well as an argument for their dosing strategy rather than the typical recommendations for protamine use found in prescribing information or tertiary references. They note that anti-10A levels in anoxaparin overdoses typically decline at the same rate regardless of whether protamine is given, and protamine's effects are seen instead by monitoring APTT. Finally, the authors were not able to identify any deleterious outcomes among the case reports related to low molecular weight heparin overdose, but they cannot exclude the possibility of a reporting bias and that clinicians are more likely to report a successful case than an unsuccessful one. To access my free download area with 20 different resources to help you in your practice, go to pharmacyjoe.com free. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of the elective rotation.